Now then, do you like the way I've started the podcast now? Yeah. Welcome was... to welcome to the sitcom archive, Deep Dive Overdrive. I'm Fred Truman, your co-host. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what's going on. <laughs> do you ever watch that thing with Fred Truman? It was like a, a program on ITV where they all played games in a pub, like darts, and and the guy presenting it, he was a Yorkshireman, and he'd come on and go, "Now then," as his no, intro. No, I don't even know who Fred Truman is. I'll send you a link. Oh. I'm hoping that at least someone who's listening to this will know who Fred Truman oh, is. Oh, okay, right. Um, but he always started the show with Now Then and he ended it with, I'll see thee. Oh, oh no, I don't. I, no, still none the wiser. I need to, oh, I need well. to Google a picture of Fred Truman. <laughs> this is the least professional start to our podcast. It ever, is, isn't it? Let's have a quick it look. Is. Where is he? All oh, right, okay. Did he smoke a pipe? He did, yeah. I think he was oh, a cricketer. Yeah. Yes, there's, there's lots of pictures of him playing cricket. Okay, right, I know yeah. who he is now. So, as I said, now then, <laughs> I'm your co-host, Eggs Benedict. And I am the other co-host, Alison Barton-Simmons. And yes, we're a couple of saddos who like to listen to 70s and 80s sitcoms and pull them apart and chat about them and basically spend an unhealthy amount of time obsessing over them. It can get very obsessive, can't it? It's wonderful. It can, yeah. We do go very far down that rabbit hole at times. And we're still focusing on The Good Life or Good Neighbours, which ran from 1975 to 1978. Good Neighbours, of course, in the US because they're weirdos and they they wanted to rename it. Mm -hmm. Um, And we're on the last episode of the first series of The Good Life. It's exciting, isn't it? It is. It's backs to the wall. Yeah. Not a very good episode, in my opinion, but don't turn off. Listen to us anyway. No, stay. Stay. Apparently, when it was first shown um, on the BBC, it was shown to 7.7 million viewers. Wow. God, the 70s Which must is, have been dull. It's huge in today's <laughs> money, that, isn't it? That's massive. Yeah, and yet, in, 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 by the standards of the time, it was probably quite poor because they were getting 20 million, weren't they, in the second yeah. and third series? Yeah. But, yeah, it's not the best episode. However... We will uh, be tweeting a link out where you can watch this for free on Daily Motion. Don't tell the BBC. Or you can watch it on BritBox if you have a subscription. Or you can buy the DVD from some dodgy geezer in Leicester like Al did. Yep. How much you pay again? Um, I think it was about £16. 16 quid, see? Mm. What what better way to spend 16 quid in today's economy than yes. cheering yourself up with four whole <laughs> series of The Good Life? Well, do you want to play a new game then before we get stuck into this episode? Always. Okay. Um, the new game is a simple game. It's a good old-fashioned game of true or false. Oh, okay. Right. Let me play the jingle. Is it true, Al, or is it false? ba dum dum Is it true, Al, or is it false? ba dum dum Is it true, or could it be false? ba dum dum Is it true, or must it be false? ba dum dum Is it true, Al, or is it false? Is it true or false, Al? Oh, wowzers. I went a bit over the top with that one, do you think? I like it. I like the kazoo. Yeah. And your singing. <laughs> of course. That was the best bit. So it's a simple game of true or false. Yes. The, the rules are simple. I'm going to ask you three questions and you mm-hmm. have to tell me if they're true or if they're false. And in order to win the priz, the quiz, the priz. <laughs> the priz. I want the priz though. If you want to win the quiz, you've got to get all three episodes right and then you will win some as yet undefined prize. Okay. Yes. Yep. Cool. Okay, all right. True or false? Richard Briers, or Dickie to his friends, was very prudish and hated it if people used bad language on set. 
True or false? I am going to say that is true. Oh, you've fallen at the first hurdle. Why? Because he was, in fact, a prodigious swearer. Was he? He had an absolute um, potty mouth and he was famous in the industry for turning swearing into an art form or even a competition, according to um, his biographer. All right. One anecdote reveals that Brian Blessed and Kenneth Branagh would have fierce swear-offs on the set of Much Ado About Nothing. (laughs) Can't imagine it, can you? Wow, is it? Oh, you can with blessed, but yeah, <laughs> bless, yeah, yeah. Less it's very so with loud. Just loud swearing. Yeah, yeah. Branner, um, so Branner, oh, Branner. Yeah, I can see Branner being a posh swearer. Posh swearing, yeah. Mm. Yeah. Anyway, you've fallen, but have a try at the next two. Anyway, okay. Okay, I'll try my best. Let's see if you can get a hat trick of wrong answers. <laughs> okay, Paul Eddington, who yeah. obviously starred as Jerry. Mm-hmm. Um, he later went on to be have his own sitcom, didn't he? Yes, Minister, and then mm-hmm. Yes, Prime Minister. Yep. With Nigel Hawthorne, good show. Um, and he played the Prime Minister and formerly the Minister. Um, mm-hmm. He was immensely proud that Margaret Thatcher loved Yes, Prime Minister and thought it was, and it was her favourite show. Mm. True or false? False. Correct. Yay! Ding. He hated the fact that Thatcher yes. loved Yes, Minister. And... Um, he really didn't like it at all. And then I believe before Yes Prime Minister, it, it was still Yes Minister. Yeah. There was some sort of weird um, photo opportunity and Thatcher went and met the creators of the show, mm. including Eddington and um, Nigel Hawthorne. And she brought with her, weirdly, a mini episode of Yes Minister that she herself had written. Oh, No. And then they acted it out in front of the cameras, and it's on YouTube. I'll tweet it out. Oh. It's really, really. It's it's a the standard of comedy and writing is about what you would expect from that well-known humorist Margaret Thatcher. Oh, I feel really uncomfortable. It's horrible, but it was a mm. favourite show apparently, and they didn't like doing it. They were really uncomfortable, but they were professionals and they did it. And just did it. Oh, gosh. Can you imagine them? Maggie sat there saying to Dennis, I'm going out, make sure you set the Betamax for, for Yes Minister. <laughs> oh, no. She's like, where are oh. you going? Oh, I'm off for dinner with Jimmy Savile and General Pinochet. <laughs> Just make sure it's taped. <laughs> oh, dear me. Oh. No. But you got that one right, so well done. Yes. Yay, me. I'll give you your last one. Um, the, the four main characters in the show that mm-hmm. we're currently obsessing over, Tom and Barbara, Jerry and Margot, Yep. They never, although there's sexual tension and frissons between the couples, they yes. never swing. However, <laughs> you wonder where this is going now. Um, <laughs> two of the main actors did go on to play each other's spouse in a future production, true or false? As in, you know, across yes. the marriages. True. Correct. Do you know what it was? I don't, but I can, I can picture it, but I can't remember what it was called. It was the Chamomile Lawn. Of course. Uh, with Paul Eddington and Felicity Kendall. Yes. They were a married couple. Was it quite rude, that? Yeah, it was nicknamed the chamomile porn. Yeah. By the, by the Red Tops. By today's standards, it's really mild. Yeah. I but vaguely do remember it. I probably shouldn't have been watching it. It was set during the war times, and it was a bit, yeah. yeah. 
I mean, my teenage self loved it, obviously. But I bet, yeah. It's very, very, very mild by today's standards. Yeah. So you probably, got yeah. quite close. Even though you fell at the first hurdle, that was two out of three. I'll, I got two thirds. I'll come back next week and ask you another three. I'm sure I can yes. rumble up another three yes. bits of trivia about the good life actors. Unlucky Al. And you get, to hear the, you get to hear the theme tune again for Is It True or False next week. Well, I'll look forward to that. Good life, good life, good life, good life, good life, good life, good life. So enough of that nonsense. Let's get stuck into tonight's episode, which was season one, episode seven, Backs to the Wall. My voice did a crap then, didn't it? <laughs> Backs to the <No>. wall. <laughs> you just sound very excited and, and enthusiastic. Yeah, and I am. So the scene, um, the, the show opens with um, a scene in the pub which we've never visited the pub before. It's quite nice to see a 70s ale house. Yeah, on the wood panelling. Yeah. I mean, it was a bit of a pointless scene. Well, it felt pointless at the time. I thought, yeah. why are they in the pub? But um, it was nice to see the inside of a pub and to see a round only costing £2.36. Yeah. That was lovely. Yeah. Um, and it does, they're just setting the scene, aren't they, because the Leadbetters are off yes. to Kenya, or Kenya, yes. as I believe they call it. What is correct? What is the correct pronunciation? I'm not sure. I would say Kenya, but... Do you think that's just because we're northern? Do you Possibly. think southerners always say Kenya? Kenya. Kenya could be the correct pronunciation. Could, could be accurate, yeah, I don't know. Mm. But they're basically bragging about their trips to Africa, which they've clearly indulged in. It's, it's quite yeah. adventurous, really, isn't it, for them? Um, I thought that. I tried to sort of look up uh, like the cost of, of, of like a safari in, in 1975, but I really did struggle to find any answers because it, it struck me that this was quite an exotic... Um, middle-class thing to do, to go on a safari mm. for your holes. When everybody else some... was, was getting as far as Benidorm, perhaps. True. But then some of the barflies had also been to Tunisia, which Margot Tunisia. was very snooty yeah. about. And that's yeah, North Africa, a, isn't it? There was a bit of a to-do, wasn't there, about which was most Africa um, and Tunisia not really being like an African holiday, despite being yeah. on the continent of Africa. It's another world, really, though, isn't it? Can you imagine, mm. like, everyone that we know from our parents' generation, watching it would have been like, we've never been to Kenya or Tunisia. Exactly, yeah, yeah. It's just a different that world would, that they lived in. Would be like a just a very middle class, um, just what the rich folk do, isn't it, I suppose, going away on, on safari. It would have been a million yeah. miles away from most people watching it, I'm guessing. How do you ever half live, I think? Yeah, yeah. So then Tom and Barbara arrive in the pub. Um, and clearly they don't make it there very much anymore because everyone's sort of surprised to see them because mm. of their new lifestyle. I guess they don't have the disposable income. Yeah. Um, but then again, why would that stop Tom when he's quite happy to let Jerry buy his drinks, which is exactly yeah. what he does here. Exactly. Um, yeah, he puts up a brief um, protest, but he's quite happy to let him. I'm surprised he didn't ask him to get him 20 Lambert and Butler, to be honest. <laughs> But um, Jerry gets the beers in and then it's just, yeah, the, the Leadbetters are just bragging about their itinerary, Nairobi to Mombasa. And and I think Margot tells Barbara that she needs a holiday, which Barbara protests yes. at. And the, the pub crowd are all a little bit mocking of the goods new life, but it's gentle, yeah. isn't it? It's not mean spirited. I think the scene as well, it's quite, it's um, a sort of setup for the later scenes, isn't it, as well? Because the, the, Tom says, you know, if anybody wants to come and help us, we can repay you in homemade wine. Um, mm. So they, they've already sort of like put it out there that they may require the help of, of friends. 
And I suppose they see the the other drinkers in the pub as being friends. Um, and you can always, if you want to come and help us, there's 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 homemade wine in it for you. And I suppose yeah. that's just setting the scene for later on. I reckon these locals are just tolerate Tom, don't you? Yeah, oh, I can. Im- yeah, he's always here. Oh, he's God, only got he's one here. friend who, you know, really, and that's what's shown in this episode. Ultimately, yeah, he's only got one friend, and it's no wonder because he's such a prick. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So we cut back to the um, to the goods garden, don't we? And Tom and Barbara, you know, having fun and messing about, talking yep. to Geraldine, and it's all very idyllic. I thought, you know, and it just looks lovely. They're all it's a lovely sunny day. They've got the garden all nice. There's all those like seventies color palette in the film. Yep. And I just thought, oh, that's lovely. That I know, um, but it is the calm before the storm, quite literally, isn't it? It is, yeah. But you can see why people would have been motivated to try self sufficiency on the back of this show. It looked the beautiful. The way it's being painted, you know. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And I think... Um, no, I don't think anything. Sorry, go on, carry on. <laughs> you don't? Okay. I might just leave that in. <laughs> I don't think anything. Let me open my cam. I'll leave that in as well because it makes it sound like yes. I'm high functioning and alcoholic. It's only a can of Coke. <laughs> oh, I see one of your jokes. Very good. <laughs> So it's obviously um, some time after the pub scene, isn't it? Because when yes. the goods go back indoors, they've got postcards from Jerry and Margot. Separate postcards. They've got one yeah. each from like each that. of them. Yeah. When was the last time you actually sent someone a postcard from abroad? I have to send one to my Spanish teacher every time we go to Spain as part of my homework that she sets me. Okay. Well, other than for some academic... Um, Reason, when was the last time that you actually thought, oh, I'm going to write a postcard and send it to Sarah or something like that? Do you know what? Probably the year before last. Is it? <laughs> it's oh, not well, that long since. I thought it was a, it was a lost, forgotten past well, prior, to, prior to that, probably when I was about 11. It was a long, yep. long time ago. Mm. It's almost a dying industry, isn't it? The postcard it industry, I'd say. Yeah. But it's a nice, oh, it's so nice though, receiving a postcard from somebody on holiday. I'm, I think I'm going to resurrect it. I used to find them frustrating because... Why? Well, for one thing, you get a postcard and every other f***ing read it by the time you get it because <laughs> it's not in an envelope. <laughs> Secondly, there's only room to fit about a paragraph and a half on. So you don't really, yeah. you know, you're like, oh, I wonder, wonder what it's like. And you don't get to know anything. So it's just frustrating experience. Yeah. It's just a brag, isn't it? A brag with a stamp on it. Yeah. The only <laughs> postcards I liked were the mucky ones that you buy in Blackpool. Remember them? <laughs> yes. Filthy ones. I was a bit, sorry, I was a bit too keen there to answer that. Yes, I do yes, know which ones. I remember them. <laughs> I've got a little collection upstairs. Um, so they've got the postcards. Margot is very disparaging about the facilities. Yes, as um, you would expect. But they're off. You know, they're off in Africa, and that sort of writes them off, writes them out for the show, really, doesn't it? Yes. Yeah. So um, they they weren't they I I I sort of assumed they weren't going to be in it at all. I thought it was just setting it up as they're away and and that's it. Well, largely they weren't in it, and I think that's mm. possibly one of the reasons why it wasn't such a great episode because you really yeah. miss the chemistry between the couples. Mm. But um, and then we see Tom. Uh, he throws his back out, getting up to make some coffee in a case of instant karma striking after he. Make some yep. chauvinistic remarks about Barbara. Yep. And he immediately throws his back out and I thought, good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but um, 
yeah, he's making a big song and dance about it. And then the doc shows up to examine the big man child. This was strange. Prostrate on the on the couch, isn't he? And he, she's not very gentle, is she, with the fucker? She's throwing well, him about she, while she's examining him. She, un- she undoes his pants, though. Which, and then Tom quite lecherly says, hello. And it, it's oh, just very, very creepy. Why? Uh, yeah, undoing his pants. Find it I, quite don't, odd. I don't quite understand why she would have needed to undo his pants. I don't think she did. Over. I don't think she did at all. No. Again, this is one for um, Good Life After Dark. Absolutely. And she was wagging his legs around all over the place. His legs and his, his arms and... Foreplay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And she doesn't give him a sweet, much to his chagrin, because he is a big child. Oh, yes. I didn't get a sweet. It's pathetic. But it turns out... Mm. The bastard's only pulled a muscle. That's all that's happened yeah. to him. She only prescribes painkillers. She prescribed him, yeah, a bit of aspirin, puts him on effective bed rest. Yeah. And the upshot is he can't work, which is, you know, the exposition for the episode. But what yes. a fuss the <laughs> making. Oh, sorry, that's yes. twice I've dropped the C-bomb. The for fuss that he, he's making, he hasn't slipped a disc, he hasn't done anything more serious than tweaked, pulled a muscle. Mm. I've got a pulled muscle right now, Al. Right yeah. now. I've, I've got two. You don't see me fucking lying around whinging like a... Bellend, do you? No, just get some Voltarol on it and, you know, let's let's just have done with it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> but that's just Tom, isn't it? Good life, good life, good life, good life, good life, good life, good life. Barbara makes up Tom's bed on the floor, which I think is, is evidence of a secret agenda on her part. She's like, I'm going to get a bit of fucking peace and quiet. You won't be making noises. I won't have to share a bed with him, you know? Yeah, no mithering. She's... Got an evening planned upstairs with her electric toothbrush, I think. <laughs> Running off the cellar generator. Come on, lawn and the electric toothbrush. Um, I'm surprised she didn't leave him a bucket to shit and piss in. But <laughs> she, she leaves him be and turns it in, doesn't she? But then the following yes. morning, he's no better. He's still sort of whinging and yeah, and um, moaning, and he's he's unable to stand up and. He's just not fit for anything, really. And they quickly discover that that is a disaster because the overnight storm has ruined the Goods garden. Oh, that was really sad. The scene of the outside devastation. It was, yeah. Pig, yeah. Pigs everywhere. Fences down. Well, were the pigs, like, scattered around, were they? The, the pigs were, like, eating all the crops. Oh, I thought you meant, like, like a, a scene from Saving Private Ryan, just, like, dead no. pigs. Just... <laughs> no. Well, that would have been grim, wouldn't it? Pig impaled on the on the fence post. Oh my god! No, they were just they were just troughing the way through all the fallen um, crops. And Tom is uncharacteristically defeat defeatist about the situation, isn't he? Oh, it and feels really sad. Yeah, I actually really felt, even though I obviously despise Tom and everything he does, mm. um, I felt really bad for him because yeah, I'd, you're not seen him defeated before. He's usually no. Mister um, Positive, isn't he? And he's just, yep. well, that's that then, you know? Oh. Poor Tom. With his, with, with, his, um, with his walking sticks, his two walking sticks. I think he must just realise that without Jerry to leech off, um, there's just, just there's no help It's all gone to coming. shit, yeah. I mean, he mm. packs off Barbara to the alehouse to canvas for help and the locals are not exactly responsive. Nope, she empties the pub, literally. Yeah. Perhaps you should have gone in with a more... Um, 
with an approach akin to that she took with that window cleaner. Oh, yes. <laughs> In episode Promises. two. Yeah. But um, both Tom and Barbara mention the spirit of the Blitz. I was just going to say, they evoke the spirit of the Blitz, which seems to be the, the sort of the thing we do when things are, are not going well. Yeah, it made them sound, maybe it's just through the contemporary lens, but it made them sound like a couple of gammons. A little bit. A couple bit. of, um, you know, mm. Brexit, Brexit, Brexiteers, that's the word, isn't it? I don't yeah. like that word, it's so contrived. But yeah, um, they're not getting any help. And um, back at the goods, Tom's just struggling around. and um, He makes a brew, he, he, he uses, he uses um, like a month's worth of, of, of tea, to, to yes. create drinks for the workers and then nobody turns up and they've, they've yeah. got like four pots of tea to drink. Tea or coffee, I can't remember. They've got four pots of hot drinks to drink yeah. anyway. Urinary tract infections oh. all around that night for Tom and Barbara if they <laughs> yeah. drink all that. <laughs> but um, even though Barbara comes back empty-handed, she's such a trooper. She's just, you know, she's not defeated, unlike Tom. No. She's just straight out to work. Getting on with it. cracking on. And then I think we cut to later that evening there's a really curious scene where Barbara's exhaustedly just bringing the potatoes in with no dialogue. And it lasts nearly a whole minute. She's just yeah. dragging the potatoes in and Tom's just watching. And I thought, it's a bit weird. Mm. But um, And then eventually Tom's just like, no, you're not going out again. And initially I was like, well, good for you. Good on you, Tom, because he feels mm. bad for Barbara. But then my anti-Tom bias sort of kicked in and I thought, he's feeling <laughs> rotten for the wrong reasons here. He's yeah. feeling rotten because he isn't the big man providing do yes. you know what I mean? It's yes. all about him. It's a pride thing again. Absolutely. He says, He says, ladies and gentlemen, you too can do this to your wife. So yeah. he's, he's, he's sort of feeling a, a bit sort of ashamed and a bit sorry for himself, perhaps. Yeah, it's all about him. It, it's always all about him, the narcissist. Mm. Um, and then he says, hell's bells, you're dirty, which is another line <laughs> from Good Life After Dark. <laughs> <laughs> And I think after that we cut, don't we, to the following morning and it's a relief, I suppose, to see that the genial, enthusiastic, whistling Tom... The whistling's back. Is, yeah. He's, you know, he's back on form. I don't know what's happened overnight, but he's mm. well, he, he appears to have spent the night, or at least the early part of the morning, um, doing some improvised potato picking with a, with with like a, a sort of ladle or a shovel or something. What was it? Yeah. It was like a sieve on the end of his walking stick. Yeah. So that he could basically, pick, up, pick up potatoes. He's just using his initiative and he's slow yeah. going, but he's he's been at it. And um, I think Barbara and Tom just again, just bemoan the, the pub gadflies and like we're not going to get any help, but let's yeah. just crack on because this is a life yes. of chosen. So that's good because they're just, you know, Tom's recovered from his, um, from being down in the mouth and he's joined Barbara with, let's just see what we can do. And then they get the unexpected boon of Jerry popping his head in, don't they? Yes. Because he's come home from Africa early. With the cry of, um, is it hello peasants? He shouts as, um, <laughs> as he yeah. enters. Hello peasants. I love Jerry, he's great. Yeah. <laughs> but then the goods, and, and this isn't just Tom, it's Barbara as well, they are immediately expectant that Jerry will help. Yeah. Totally entitled. The guy's just come back from his holiday from Africa. Yeah, you're back. So come on, you're, you, can, you can come and join us. Yeah. However... Yes. However, Jerry has a broken leg after an argument with a Land Rover in Mombasa. Yeah, his leg's in plaster, isn't it? So there's nothing doing there and we think, oh God, what's going to happen here? 
But having said that, the whole episode is set up, really. Mm. You can see it coming a mile off that yeah. what's going to happen is the Leadbetters are going to come back and rescue the situation. Yes. The twist being that it isn't Jerry for once. Because um, when we cut outside to the Invalids, we see Tom and Jerry trying to level best, you know, despite their respective maladies to yes. to dig up the potatoes and do all the other things that need doing. And then um, Tom's, you know, sort of grumbling and being an ingrate as usual. And then Marco turns up <laughs> in what can sort of generously be described as a full hazmat suit. She has. Oh, bless her. She's there already in a wellies. Yeah, and she has a she has a little, a little pratfall, but no one takes the mickey because even Tom realises they need her. Absolutely. The audience went fucking wild, though, at that point. I know, yeah. It was just a pratfall. Yeah, it? it was like laughing gas. They were just hysterical. Do you think they wheeled in the on-the-buses crowd for that? It sounded that like it. It did, yeah. Yeah. Benny Hill. It was a it was a good fall though. Yeah, and to be fair, Penelope Keith is fantastic in these scenes with her physical um comedy. She is. You know, yeah. the way she the way she's carrying herself delicately across the um the mud and prancing about and sort of picking one at a time. With I don't even know what she was picking, but she was doing it. They were really... runner beans. The runner, oh, runner one, beans. One runner bean at a time. Yeah. Yeah, and she's She's doing it brilliantly. She's doing it in a ridiculously inefficient way, which yes. Tom calls her out on. Yes. Um, and Margot's about to leave, isn't she? Well, thank you very much, Tom. Goodbye. She says, she says, thank you very much, Tom. Goodbye. And then he's just going to yeah. go home. <laughs> yeah. She doesn't mess about, does she? No, give a shit. Like, she's, she's got loads of washing to do from her holidays. Like, she wants to stick around and pick runner beans. She probably got. She's probably got a bloody lamp to rub next door to get the genie out to do the do her <laughs> do own the garden. Water in. Yeah, exactly. But as she's about to leave, Barbara, um, she calls Tom out on his lack mm. of gratitude, but she also refers to Marco as weak and feeble. Weak and, and feeble. That has, it's sort of. I don't know if it's deliberate on Barbara's part, but it works as a reverse psychology thing. Absolutely, because because Margot would not want to be referred to as weak and feeble. She does not see herself as weak and feeble. No, and then she, to be fair, after knocking them all over, much to the hilarity of the audience, <laughs> um, she mucks in. And good for her. Yeah. And and then, uh, I mean, basically, the harvest is gathered and it's yes. a big hooray, you know. Yes. The final scene um, after they've gathered the harvest is yeah, it's quite poignant, really, especially in terms of Margot's character development because mm. it's a nice little cherry on the cake as they go as they all head to the pub Margot makes a witty joke yes to the barman what happened get shuffled by a herd of elephants no runner beans and she's very pleased with herself yeah and I think that is I think it, it's seeing like a new Margot into it it's seeing like the, the the sort of strength that that character can bring to the show moving forward which we see from like this series onwards don't we yeah, it's a nice button on the end of the series because the series has got... I mean, it's a weak episode, but it's it's a natural conclusion to the series for the harvest to come up trumps, mm. um, for, Margot, for Margot to have that character development that she's put the effort in and she's even managed to, you know, pluck a, a joke from somewhere because famously yeah. she's got no sense of humour. So I thought it was quite a nice end to a fairly uneventful episode, really. Absolutely. And there's lots of cross-couple kissing as well going on. Yeah, I thought they were all going to throw the keys in the bowl in the pub. I know it, it did. It, yeah, it was. Um, 
It was a little bit, but it was it, the credits were a bit hidey high, weren't they? They were. You know, <laughs> it was face and name, face and name, face and name. The only thing that would have made it cheesier is if, when the name came up, <laughs> the actor had looked directly in the in, into the camera and raised their glass. You'd see Penelope <laughs> Keith just going, mm, oh, and then the and then the audience cheered louder when the faces come on, Way! like yeah. on Heidi High. Ruth Maddock. Yay! Um, Yay! (laughs) What was the name? What? Paul Shane. Baby, baby. You ever seen that clip of him doing that? Yes. (laughs) Yeah, we're not going to do a deep dive into Heidi High, I don't think. No. That's not going to happen. That's aged. Bad, badly, oh, badly. Yeah, definitely. Do you remember um, when the stars of On the Buses and the stars of Heidi High got together to do uh, like a, a... Basically, it was all all the actors who were in both those shows got together to do one gloriously awful show called okay. Oh, Dr. Beeching, and it was set at a train station. I Yes, I do. I do know about that. And it was... Oh, it's just awful. I mean, Blakey was just running around. I mean, he obviously won't call Blakey, but he's just running around going, oh, my God, the bloody train hasn't arrived. Oh, oh, I hate you, butler, or whoever the other character was. It's just the same old shit, you know. Yeah. Um. Anyway, I don't know why we're go, going off on a tangent there. I think Although really I, for this... I did, I did like, you rang my lord, though. Did you? Oh, yeah. Oh, God. Yeah, I think it was we awful. should... Um, if we ever get to the stage where we, you know, monetize this pro- podcast and yes. make stuff make stuff um, available for a premium, it should be us doing a an episode by episode deep dive of sitcoms we hated. Oh, yeah. So we're just poisonous about things. <laughs> Some would say this is already what I'm doing with Tom Good, but yeah. <laughs> My main problem with this this last episode was there just wasn't any jeopardy. Really, you kind of fully anticipate the Leadbetters are, are going to come back to save the day. Yes. And, um, yeah, the comedy is just in that last scene with Margot just, um, you know, mucking in. But the irony is she lives down there in uh, Penelope Keith. She's 80 now, isn't she? She does that show about coastal towns. Have you seen it? Yeah, yeah. And she's apparently like a mad keen gardener. She loves nothing better than to get outside and grow stuff and weed. With a very small um, watering can. With a small water, but Richard Briers, he hated doing everything in a good life. He really? hated getting muddy. Hated, he didn't like going near the um, the goat. Right. So it's kind of ironic, really, isn't it? It is, isn't it? Oh, there was as soon no, as the um, camera stopped rolling, um, it was did, swapping roles. I did do a sig watch. I did a fag watch um, in this episode, and it was nil. Just, no fags. Just gonna, okay. Just gonna, no fags in this one. I just just dropped that in. It was even even in the in the pub. I was sort of half expected him to bum a cigarette off someone. Nope, didn't happen. Yeah. Well, thank you very much, Jerry. So no cigarettes. But in terms of your most valuable player, mm-hmm. who would it be in this episode? Oh, I'm a bit torn this week. Um, partly Barbara for saving the day with the harvest initially. Just you know, just chucking all the energy mm. into into saving their lives, literally. Um, or Margot sort of swooping in at the end in her hazmat suit and picking the pea pods and getting stuck in when that was unexpected. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go Margot for the pratfall as well because there was the whole yeah 
the whole comic element of her falling over the mud. The way that she was moving was 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 masterful. Really, she She you can't imagine anyone else pulling that off as well as Penelope Keith did. Um, So she's my she's my MVP too, just because of saving the day, and also she cracked a joke. Good for you, Mark. It wasn't very good joke, but she cracked a joke. Yeah. So let me add that to the list, and I'll give you an update, an end of series update. Have we got like a pie there. chart? Margo, Margo. So I've got a graph. I'll tell you, we've got coming in last, Mr. Carter with one vote <laughs> so far. Um, and then we have two MVPs for Jerry. Yes. All in the same episode, episode five. We both voted for Jerry. And then Margo has three votes. Yep. Barbara has four votes and Tom has five votes who'd have thought wow I didn't expect that well it's early days we've got another how many more have we got 23 episodes to go yeah so it could could, it's all up for grabs isn't it it's all up for grabs is it time to have a little trip over to Al's Fashion Corner yes let's go Fashion Fashion Corner Fashion Corner Fashion Corner Fashion Corner corner. corner. Um, yeah, it's um, my only mention this week is Margot um, for two reasons. Um, the safari wear in the pub prior to her trip to Kenya or Kenya, um, the ensemble that she had on the um, khaki, it was like a khaki dress and it was a animal print headscarf, obviously highlighting the fact that she was due to go on holiday the next day. And they'd gone to the pub just for a few pre-holiday drinks. Um, she, to show yeah, off, probably. She, she stuck out like a sore thumb, quite literally, um, dressed for the occasion. But it's worth a mention because it was very unmargol looking, um, but she obviously wore it for a purpose. Um, and also wearing things for a purpose later on in the episode, the bright yellow southwestery hazmat suit for collecting um, vegetables in the garden um, just because it was it was almost like a tailored hazmat suit the fact that if anybody else had, had worn a southwestery bright yellow outfit they would look ridiculous I don't think she looked ridiculous I thought she looked very stylish in what she had on um, despite the fact that it was it, there was supposed to be a comic element to it um, but I think just seeing just seeing Margot slightly out of her comfort zone like that um, it just made me smile and, and it is it was definitely worth a mention um, because it was the, the, the sort of like reveal of Margot in the garden wearing that was, was, was great I thought it was really funny well thank you very much Al goodbye <laughs> so Ben we are on to series two next week what's our yep. first episode called? Just my bill. Um, bill. The good, just my bill. Yeah, it's a funny right. name, isn't it? Mm. The goods financial situation worsens as they begin to realise their first crop can't be sold. Oh no! So that's a bit of a come down after the. Oh, I'm high all, of the I'm harvest. Gonna donor already at the start Bloody of that. Hell. Oh, yeah. It'll be all right. Oh well, I don't sure. really remember much about it, but I'm looking forward to it because um, I season two, uh, series two. I'm so Americanized these days. <laughs> series two of the Good Life. Or season two of Good Neighbours um, is my favourite. I think there's some corking episodes in season yes. two. So I'm, I'm sure it'll be good. Excellent. So if you want to follow us on social media, you can check us out on Twitter and Instagram at Sado Podcast. 
On Facebook, um, you can search out the Sado podcast. That's S-A-D-D-O. We have a website, www.sado.club, where you can get more information or listen to the episodes. Get in touch. You can email us at sadopodcast at gmail.com. And please subscribe and leave us a review on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks again for listening. And um, we'll see you next week. Thank you very much. Goodbye. I'll see you.